start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna it. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. So I've been thinking about this all day. I was really really bummed that we don't have a soundboard because i was just gonna like hit some sort of siren or alarm button that's to, a good to idea i could just this. add it yeah I'll just do it and then everyone we'll cut will, this. you don't have to cut it just leave it in and then people get um, what where it's coming from but this is episode 95 or it's episode one of the deer camp series for 2021 because we're way into archery season and i know what you guys are thinking who's who's here who's who's gonna be talking to me obviously you hear me and you're like, okay, so, so maybe White shot a monster buck. Highly unlikely. Didn't happen. Uh, surprisingly, I know. Tom's not here. He's still out in the woods trying to get it done. He's trying to bring in next week's episode. So now you're like, okay, who's left? Who, who do we have for a guest? Because like, we know Nick didn't get the job done because it took him until the last day of muzzleloader season last year to get it done. But surprisingly... He was able. If that's what you thought. You were wrong. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Nick actually got it done in a timely manner this year. So first one of the year. Yeah, first deer camp series of the year. You went from last to first. It yeah. So you guys like got that. to leave deer camp series with me, and now you get to start the 2021 deer camp series with moi. That's wild. Pretty pretty good stuff, actually. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. It's a great story. Yeah. So if you guys been listening for a while, congratulations. If you haven't been, go back and listen to our uh, season goals because this is big for me because this is halfway through my goal. Mm -hmm. um, what I wanted to do this year was shoot a doe and a buck on film. That was a big thing for me this year. For whatever reason, you know, I've, I've done it with like a GoPro and you just can't really see anything. No, you don't get um, a good quality video. Yeah, so this year, for whatever reason, I decided I wanted to get like quality shot of a doe and a buck. That was my goal. Um just a couple days ago, I'm sitting at lunch at work, and because that's, that's the only time I'd use my phone, and right, I'm looking at the app, uh, looking at Onyx, looking or when I say the app, the weather app, um, just for short, <laughs> just the app. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm looking at the weather app, looking at Onyx, you know, checking wind direction and stuff. I see that there's a storm moving in later in the evening, and I figure, you know what, I've got a very easy access spot for right after work. Um, doesn't blow up the property at all i can sneak in there quick it's right on the edge of some food so i think because that storm's coming i have a feeling that some deer are going to come out early get some food before the rain hits mm -hmm. um so that's what i did i left work grabbed my stuff and headed to the woods um went up actually probably i guess i could throw it out there i got a different stand this year um a new mobile stand and wanted to give that a try i've been using it all season but uh, anyway, I was using that and I went up, I don't know, maybe probably 10 or 11 foot high. You mm -hmm. know, I wasn't up very high Yeah. and set up, got my camera all set up 
sit down and I'm just kind of looking over the food plot. That's kind of where I was expecting, you know, a shot to be. Typically, that's why you that's why I'm put sitting a food there. plot there. Yeah, so I, you know, I even got the camera all focused, ready to go over there. And I'm sitting there, and I, I look behind me, and I see two doe feeding on the other side of this stream. I'm like, well, son of a gun, I'm going to have to move, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I move the camera over that way, stand up, swivel around, and I'm watching these two doe, and they don't... They never crossed over the creek. They probably stayed at there, maybe 50 yards or so. Mm-hmm. And then they, they kind of came from like one of the bedding areas. So I assumed, okay, that's probably where they're going to be coming from. Maybe I should make some adjustments with my stuff mm-hmm. and get set up for, for that. that. Yeah. So I actually stepped off to my top stick because, um, and then sw- or like spun my stand and then oh, reset. You oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't tell me that before. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. It, uh, I just, I wanted to make it just right. Cause like with a f- camera, like it adds a whole other something thing. else to be in your way. Yeah. Something in my way. Um, I found out it really puts the pressure on. That's yeah. another thing. Like, and well, we talked with Tom turkey hunting two years ago, <laughs> it, it, it really amps the pressure mm-hmm. anyways. So I, I just uh, step off to my top stick. I spin the stand over, reset it, get everything situated, assuming that ever, all the deer, which I mean, it's kind of a rookie mistake, but I, you know, bedding's that way kind of made sense. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting set up and I'm at this point sitting down, looking like back where I saw those deer come from. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden from behind me, about quarter after six or so, I hear uh, like a squirrel rustling around behind me. But then it just becomes way too consistent of a squirrel rustling around, you know, because I get fooled all the time by squirrel. But if you really think about it, you can tell. Yeah, squirrels are usually real quick and chattery. Rustle, and then it stops. Rustle, stop. Rustle. Like, yeah. Where and you deers... can't hear footsteps. Yeah. So at first, I wrote it off as a deer, but then quickly was like... You mean squirrel. Squirrel. Or yeah, I wrote it off as a squirrel, and then quickly was like, shit, that's, that's that is a deer. A deer. <laughs> and I am like already like I'm swiveled in my chair, or not swiveled, but like yeah. definitely heavily turned. sitting on the left side, turned this way, and the deer's like directly behind me. And I'm like, well... I can't move to look at, I don't know what it is. I know mm-hmm. that there is a deer. Yeah. And so I just basically look as hard as I can to the right without moving my head. And I'm just watching, watching. I can hear it moving, hear it moving. I'm like, this thing has, like, yeah. I know it's, it's got to on- be one foot out of my sight. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming. I'm like, what is taking so long? And finally I just get a glimpse and I see its nose and I was like, okay, hundred. Okay. Now we know it's deer. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, and then it steps out, and I'm like, okay, it's a doe. Oh, that's a pretty good doe. I'll, I'm going to shoot that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting ready to turn, and then another deer from, from right behind her. I'm like, okay, so now I've got two sets of eyes on me. I'm trying and you're to the I'm, wrong way. I'm facing the wrong way, and I'm trying to film this, which yeah. my camera is facing the wrong way because every everything is wrong at this point. <laughs> um, would have been perfect if you stayed in the same setup. It would have been very, very perfect, yeah. So I'm like, all right, so we're just going to wait. And I'm looking and I see for whatever reason, both deer look directly away. And because I told myself, and it's like an internal thing, I wanted to film it. I worried about the camera before anything. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I did without moving, like when I watched them look, like I reached over, swiveled the camera back, turned it on, got it, like everything in frame where I figured the shot was going to end up being and hit record and just left the camera. So then I look back and the deer now is walking like almost it's in coming into frame. 
already I'm like shit like this is happening <laughs> we need really to get fast going here I gotta get so, my bow in my hand there's like happens to be this one limb that comes out from underneath where like right underneath my stand mm-hmm. and as soon as like the one doe was a little bit younger and was kind of just off doing her thing I knew was not paying attention to anything but the one I was after was definitely it was a mature doe and knew that she'd probably seen humans before so I waited she went underneath this limb and in one motion I swung my foot back grabbed my bow and then locked like my like knocked up mm-hmm. and then I was like okay and she stopped turned away and then I drew back immediately so now I'm at full draw she's mind you when I first saw her she was like six seven yards away so like this is like <laughs> very close quarters yeah by the time I drew she's at maybe 10 11 yards so honestly like, I not to interrupt you but like when they're that close and they get like right under you it's almost easier to move at that point when they're directly under you because their focus isn't above their head. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. in front. And so, I feel like once they've gotten that close, their security like or their guard is almost down like, okay, I've deemed that this this is safe. Yeah. I can come in here. Yeah. So it's... So if you move at that point, they're, they aren't laser focused on certain things, especially directly above them. You know, if, if you were... If they were out 15, 20 yards... Even if they weren't laser focused, but still just like a soft focus on things, they're going to see you moving just because of how they're looking. Yeah. But when they're right that close, it doesn't really make sense when you don't think about it, I guess. But they they don't see you when you're that close because you're directly above their head. Yeah. I do want to make a point when you are that close making movements like that, like, I mean, shifting all of my weight. Um, having either a cast or one of like the water jet cut stands like we run is so important. And I don't care what brand you use or anything, but I have, I've got a, one of those Bigfoot stands that's welded and it's going to creak and pop when you move hundred percent. And when you're inside, you know, that close, like 10 yards, seven yards moving there, it's going to, it's going to make noise and it could throw everything off. Yeah. So being able to move hundred percent silently on a platform is so key. Yeah. Um, if you like hunting close quarters like I do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, at this point, I'm drawn back. And the doe's walking pretty hard away from me. Like, it's a pretty decent quarter shot, mm-hmm. or quartering away shot. And I also am weary. I don't like stopping animals with my bow. Just because I once in a while, they just bolt. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when you're that close, sometimes you can startle them so much where they just take off. Yeah. And at 15 yards when I shot, it's I was able to just put it pretty much where I want like lead it just a hair mm-hmm. um but anyway I shot her while she was walking and, and she was barely what it, it's like that food plot walk where they, it's yeah. like step a couple seconds later step yeah it's kind of unpredictable exactly how she's moving but, but it's I, not fast yeah so I basically shot her like looking at the camera like she was like mid-step when I shot mm-hmm. um but anyway we um waiting for the deer to like kind of get to where I could actually shoot and I've been I probably was holding it full draw for uh, maybe 15 seconds so it wasn't like it was that bad and then um she gave me an opening punched it and I aimed pretty far back because of the way she was quartering like basically what I do when they're quartering like that is I aim for the exit hole is basically what I'm trying to yeah. go for is like where I aim on the the front side of the deer where I want it to exit Mm -hmm. basically 
And that's exactly what I did. I put it between um, the last two ribs, um, quarter and away, and it buried the broadhead right into the front shoulder on the other side. Like it poked through the chest cavity, but never broke through the hide. Mm -hmm. So I had really good penetration. Yeah, when we found your arrow, you had blood the whole way back to the knock. Yeah, like it was really good. It didn't go full all the way through her, but I hit everything going through. So she mule kicked really hard, darted off into the woods, and Frank and Tom know because they were there. It's very thick. It's like the food plot's wide open. Well, not really wide open. There's two trees in the middle of it, but mm-hmm. as soon as you step out of it, it's thick. Yeah. Um, like I, I, you can't see more than 10 yards in when you're hunting. Yeah, so, you showed me the video when I got there, and you can see the shot, and we just got like a bead on, okay, there's this little spot here in the trees. She's just to the left of that, and then you can't see anything beyond. Once she hits the tree line, she's gone. Yeah. So hit the woods, and this was right around 625-ish, 630. I was like, sweet. So I sit back down, hang my bow up, and then it hits me, and I'm like, I just shot a deer. Just got the job done. Yeah, I'm on like, camera. heck yeah. I'm like, and then I'm wondering, like, for a split second, I was like, I wonder if that was on film. Like, I wonder yeah. if everything went okay. So then I'm like, all right, let's check the camera. So I look at the camera and look at the footage, and I'm like, oh, dude, that's like money. I was like, it was a money shot. Like, it, everything was focused. Yeah, she perfectly. was like center frame. If oh, you, yeah. if you guys pay attention to the Instagram, Nick did post a video of the. Shot. Yeah, just the kill shot, you know. I'm just a, it was like a one minute clip of mm-hmm. my post hunt interview and the shot. Um, we're gonna I'm working on a project for after season, but I do want to release little clips throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But anyway, look, watch the film. I was like, wow, that was like perfect. And then I'm looking at my shot and I'm like, eh, it might be a little far back. But then I'm like reassuring myself, like, no, Nick, like she's quartering away. That's you what you, to be that's, back. You, that's why you aimed back there. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm talking to myself <laughs> and. I was like, that's a dead deer. Like, I'm looking at the camera. I'm like, there's no way that it's not a dead deer. Yeah. 100%. It's it's not even going to be a question. Yeah. So, sit down. I text Tom. I asked him if he had his headlamp. And <laughs> he answers. And he's like, yeah, I got my headlamp. Why? Do we need it? And I said, we're going to. So, I told him that we shot or I shot one. Meet him back at the barn. I, I texted you. Mm-hmm. Told you, hey, you know, shot a deer. If you want to you, come out, you said, How did it, yeah. you said, don't climb down, but I just shot a deer. And if you didn't say that, I was climbing down. <laughs> yeah. I was freaking coming. If it was a buck, you would have probably climbed oh, down, yeah. but because it was a doe. Yeah, I sat uh, out the rest of my hunt. But if you would have shot a nice buck, I would have been like, mm, fuck my hunt. I'm going to get down. <laughs> so we got back to the barn, and uh, I'm just kind of superstitious. I don't like to drink a beer until I find it. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of, we replayed the hunt. I showed Frank the film, which. This was a, a after effect or afterthought for me. Like I didn't film for anything but my own enjoyment right now. Yeah. For whatever reason, I just enjoy having the footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to go back an hour after the fact, because after an hour, you like your brain changes what you saw almost. Oh, like for you sure. start like second guessing. Did I really hit where I thought I did, or did I see did, her go? Yeah. Here? Did she go here? Yeah. All that stuff. It's just it starts like. The longer you I've wait. shot, the one deer I shot with my bow, I hit it. It was a buck and shot it. And I was like, okay, I saw him go here. And same thing, climbed down, went back, hour later, go back out. And looking around, I'm like, it was right here where it went. Right, I know it was right here. And for some reason, I talked myself into this is where it was 
but it wasn't what I saw up in the stand. And then I went and climbed back up in the stand and I was looking around. I'm like, no, that was not the spot. It was over here now that I'm seeing it again. So with the film, you can look at it and really hone in and right away, not waste any time. This is how I hit it. This is where it went. Yeah, that's exactly what you and I sat down. We watched the film and it was like, okay, yep, that's a lethal shot. Looking like you sliced the liver, probably hit both lungs. Mm-hmm. Like it looks good. Um, and then we're like, okay, there's like that little spot of black or something mm-hmm. on the tree line. It had to have, it, we watched it running just to the left of that. So this is going to be easy. And I look in that way and um, we see two trails, but based on the footage, we knew it had to be. Yeah, I was like, it's got to be this one. I'll check this, but check that one just in case. Yeah. Um, lo and behold, it was the one that the footage the footage doesn't change. That's one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Your brain definitely, because I, when me and Tom went, before you got there, I wanted to just find blood, just mm-hmm. even though I knew it was a hit, just to yeah, ease you, my own mind. I was like, I want to see some blood. Good. Yeah. So I saw blood and then I was like, I kind of want to see where it goes, where it went into the woods. <laughs> like I want to see blood at the woods. And then I didn't see any blood at the woods. I'm like, shit. <laughs> okay. I'm like, we're just going to go back. We're going to meet up with Frank. I'll check the footage again. Mm-hmm. Turns out I was at the wrong one. So that's, I mean, how quickly things can change. So anyway, yeah. we kind of BS at the barn, talk about it, you know, give it probably an hour or so from the time I shot. Yeah, I think it was about an hour. Um, which is plenty of time for when you assume that you hit lungs. Yeah. Um, we get in there. Frank found blood right away, um, but it wasn't a lot of blood. I'll admit there was not a huge no. blood trail. Well, that's because you didn't get I didn't the get a full pass through. So I guess we, we weren't really expecting a crazy blood trail either. Yeah. Had that arrow passed all the way through and opened up mm-hmm. right there, it would have been a bloodbath. Yeah, would yeah. have been insane. But anyways, just a slight blood trail, you know, couple drops here and there probably every 10 yards like it wasn't anything crazy like never really lost the trail yeah we were um, never confused it was always like you would you wouldn't have blood right there but you'd like pick your flashlight up and be like oh yeah, yeah there's that a few looks drops. like it was it went right there and then you take two steps okay we got blood right yeah here. it wasn't any yeah it was easy yeah so we went you know i think it was funny because i stopped and i was like what do you think maybe 100 yards we've gone so far yeah and we're like yeah yeah probably about that mm-hmm. um and then we took like maybe five, six more steps, and then Frank and Tom like simultaneously. Same like, oh, time, there she is. Yeah, we just happened to pick our lights up at the exact same time. We found blood. We're like, okay, last blood's right here, and we picked our heads up and we're like, ah, oh, there she is. Well, and it's just funny because like I knew based on that shot, I'm like, you know, she's she can't go much more than a hundred yards. Yeah, you know, like double lung slicing the liver. Like it ha- yeah. it couldn't have gone more than a hundred yards. It's funny when you. Th- like you see what you see and you think, okay, hundred yards, she's done hundred or less. As soon as you hit 101, you're like, it's gone. Well, and that's I literally, <laughs> I stopped and you, you and Tom were both there. I was like, we're, we've hit about a hundred yards, right? Yeah. You're, you're like, like starting to think like what's like, going on. You're here? like, yeah, yeah. It's been about a hundred. I'm like, okay. So like, I'm, you know, we're all on the same page. This has been about a hundred yards. Like, what are we doing? Why haven't we found a deer yet? Uh, mind you, we did find the arrow like 20 yards back. So yeah. it just, so the, she carried the arrow for quite a while and the blood trail did increase when that arrow came out. Yeah. Um, but she must've pulled it herself. Um, but anyway, wasn't much longer piled up right there. I was like, all right, sweet. So mm-hmm. the fist bump start, um, Tom heads back, he gets the side by side, you know, cause it's, it's pretty thick stuff and it's close to bedding. So we didn't want to like mm-hmm. trumple through it too much. So Tom went and got the mule up to the trailhead and me and Frank gutted it out 
and then drug it up to the mule, had a couple beers and, um, successful hunt. Yeah, it was, it was a good hunt. It was warm. Uh, a little bit of rain scared me a little bit while we I were know, tracking. We were in the middle of tracking. We, it's funny cause we had the episode about hunting in the rain a couple weeks ago and, and how it, it can make blood trailing difficult. Yeah. Which I'll admit it did complicate things a little bit because when you're looking for blood on dry leaves, you kind of can see some shiny stuff and it's like, Oh, yeah, that's you probably put a light blood. on it. You get a little bit of a shine. You're like, okay, there we, we got go. Just enough rain to make everything shiny. There was yeah. no, we didn't wash my blood trail away, No, but it was just enough to make everything shiny. And that light trick didn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, Tom had a blue light, which sometimes helps show blood, but turns out we found out that just shows the shine a little better. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of a letdown, but like I said, that's one of those things you got to worry about. Uh, and mm-hmm. hunting in the rain, but I made a good shot, so I knew we had time. Yeah, but um, and like you said, even with the rain, it, you didn't lose the blood. We didn't have enough rain to lose blood, so it was yeah, still it was a very light track. rain, but it was you know just enough to complicate things a little bit. Um, I wouldn't even say complicate. Just I guess it was just enough for me to go. Yeah, uh, it makes you nervous because you're yeah. the one that shot the deer. Yeah, because you're. I mean, you're over. I overthink everything. Oh, for sure. If I I'm don't, the same way. Well, and actually. Uh, now I just realized this. This is the first deer I shot with my bow that I recovered that I didn't watch fall. Yeah. So that's. I mean, I guess that was another thing in my head, probably like kind of in the back that I wasn't yeah. thinking about. Every on the deer I've ever but, gotten, I've watched because well, I, I there's one deer up at camp that I shot with my bow, and I I must have won longer or mm-hmm. him. Sorry, it was a, it was a small buck, um, but I didn't find it every other deer I've ever shot with my bow, I watched it fall in sight. Mm-hmm. So this doe, I didn't see fall. So it was a little like rain started coming. The blood trail wasn't great, but luckily I had the camera that was like hundred percent. Like, no, no, you saw it. Right. Like, yeah, this is exactly what you happened. You know, this deer is dead. It doesn't matter what we're seeing on the ground here. Yeah. Cause when you don't get that exit wound, they're not going to bleed. I don't care how big of a hole you cut coming in. Yeah, it's you're not, not going to bleed get, that much. Yeah, you're going to get enough to follow, and that's it. You're not going to get that beautiful rage in the cage blood trail that's axed through an animal. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you were shooting rages, and yeah, because the rage titaniums. you didn't get that exit, you didn't get that dumping of blood. Yeah, I mean, I'm still happy with that tip. Um, I hit oh, bone. Yeah, I hit sure. bone, and it didn't damage the tip. That was pretty yeah. nice. Um, which I can't always say it was something I liked about rages. Usually it used to ruin their broadheads, but yeah. these ones I bought this time are a little different design. Mm-hmm. Um, a little sturdier. Yeah. They're actually made out of the titanium. So that helps a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that was pretty much it. Um, it was really good to, I, I said early on this year, I wanted to shoot a doe early, um, kind of knocked the rust off. I didn't shoot my, I didn't shoot a buck or a doe last year with my bow. Um, mm-hmm. So, I was ready to, you know, knock the dust off. Sometimes you need that. Like, that's how I was last year. I hadn't killed a deer in, I think, three years with my bow. And then you went hard in the paint. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Well, I I shot, like, a a doe the year before with my rifle. and But, like, I went through kind of a dry spell. And, you know, when you don't shoot something for a while with your bow, especially, you're like, I wonder if I still know how to do this. (laughs) Do I still have it? I do this still? You know, I shot a doe with my bow last year. I was like, okay, I got it. You know, she... I watched her go down. It was 30 yards. She was dead. And I was like, okay, I, I still know what I'm doing. So yeah. once in a while, you just got to shake the spiders out and 
see what you're doing. Yeah. But I I was kind of thinking the same thing that I wanted to shoot a doe early this year, but we've had some very warm weather, so that's mm-hmm. kind of been deterring me from it. But it, I, I've been looking at the ten day, and it's starting to cool down. Yeah, it's it's definitely because even the past couple nights, it's gotten down into the forties at night. Which, Sunday's supposed to be killer in yeah. New York, by the way. Yeah, it's gonna be um, wild. So one thing I do want to bring up too is I think I don't know if I I know I've told you and Tom. Um, but I, I'm not sure if I've said it on the podcast or not, but I've mentioned that I don't really get that excited shooting doe. Um, that's not true. <laughs> um, I, this is the first doe I've killed with my bow. So oh, really? I, yeah. So I didn't know that. yeah, I've killed four, maybe four or five bucks with my bow. Never shot a doe. Um, and anytime I shot a doe with a rifle, I didn't get too excited, but I also don't get too excited with a rifle. And like, I get way more excited with a bow. Yeah. Rifles um, are different for me too. I still get excited, I still get excited but, it's but it's not different. It's not archery excited. Yeah. I've never drawn back on a doe or anything. So I, I guess I was, didn't know when yeah. I was saying I wasn't getting excited when I decided, when I saw the doe, well, actually I decided I was going to shoot a doe when I went in that night. Yeah. Um, I told, I actually texted Frank and I said, Hey, be ready to I track. Said, be ready. I told Tom, I said, be ready. Like it was just one of those days where I just knew I was going into a spot. I was very confident that I could get a shot at a doe. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw that it was a doe coming in, I got very excited. My legs started shaking. <laughs> um, I was able to calm myself down. Yeah. You know, I've, couple deep breaths i i talked to myself I'm like calm down nick calm down yeah know. that's the thing once you're experienced you know what you're doing you've shot bucks with your bow it's like okay i know how to relax myself for game time yeah so Still i got my excitement i was like okay yeah this is you know this is why i'm out here you yeah. know if i'm not excited what are you doing mm-hmm. so i got super excited and i was like okay you got to settle down and make this count game you face know, I'm bro. like yeah game face exactly <laughs> um and the only the other thing I guess is I was wearing a face mask, which for whatever reason I was wearing a face mask. I don't typically wear one. I was like, I've never seen you yeah, wear a face I mask. I think ever. it was like in my a pocket of my pants from like maybe turkey season or something. You're like, you and know what, this feels right. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna throw this on. And the there's like that little metal piece that sits on, on your, your nose. nose. Well, doesn't that screw with my my knock point? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I like drew back and tried getting it, and it was like in the way. So I actually used like my finger and like pulled it down below my nose. So it was like. <laughs> A little Hitler mustache, like on my lip, um, just so I could get the right anchor point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go back to not wearing a mask yeah. again. Smart choice. Yeah, especially anyway, when your nose is your knocking point. <laughs> well, yeah, like I, well, not really like my knocking point. Like yeah, I like touch. The, I like the string to touch the tip of my nose. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there was that. But yeah, I was super excited. It you know restored something in me because like I said, I didn't shoot anything last year with my bow, and mm-hmm. it was just like hell yeah and then it worked it like shot was exactly where i wanted it to be just perfectly executed um first shot at a live animal with this bow yeah you just got that bow earlier this year in january yeah yeah. during the winter league yep so yeah i first um she's shooting she's batting a thousand for me so tough to argue with success yeah and I, i even turned my bow down this year i went i always shot 70 and for whatever reason, uh, this bow's at 70 pounds. I think it's because it's so short. Um, mm-hmm. It just feels way stiffer than typically I did at 70 pounds. Yeah. So I was like... Lighten her up almost a little bit. Turn it down. Went to like 63, and it felt like... Like 70 on yeah, your old bow. Which, I mean, some people may complain about it, but I remember I was telling it to you um, when I... Sh- I shot a old Matthews for 
like 10 Long or t- like 10 or 12 years. And I don't know. I honestly, I think it was just, I got caught up in like, I need a new bow. And yeah, just one of those things. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with this bow, but you know what? I need it's a new been, it's one. It's been 10 years. I need a new bow. Yeah. Like somehow I got wrapped up into that. I bought a bow. <laughs> I bought, lo- I, yeah, I liked you went it. from having one bow for 10 years to two bows in one year. <laughs> yeah. And I, I bought this bow. I, I liked it. You know, I shot it in winter league. And then after I think it was like my first hunt, I told Frank, I was like, I'm getting a new bow. <laughs> like, it's too big. It's, it's too big. I didn't like, I, it was, I think it's like almost 36 inches. No, I think it's 30, almost 35. Yeah. But I'm saying like with like the ends of your cams, everything, it's like, yeah, it's, it's big. Yeah. Axle to axle. Axle like, to axle was like 35, but with like the measure, like if you're measuring the, the cams. widest point of the bow, it's like 36 inches or something. And it was just too big for me. Like I just didn't, the trees I like to hunt in, it yeah. just, I didn't like it. Um, so I went with something much shorter. I cut almost 10 inches off my bow <laughs> and went to something with a 27 inch axle to axle. Um, but the first time I shot it, it felt like that old Matthews. Yeah. And I was like, that's going to be the, the that I'm like, and I, I, I told Frank, and I was like, it's going to be a long time before I get another bow because I learned my lesson. I bought a bow when I didn't really need one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like... Ended but, up buying two. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm like, I bought this bow, and it felt... It just felt right. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be good with this bow for a really long time. Because, like, yeah. like you said, typically I'm not somebody that upgrades bows every couple of years. Like, I... Yeah, I've some sh- people are like that. Yeah, our buddy every Luke... two years, Our buddy years. Luke, every year, gets the new Matthews. Yeah. Um, and he does... I mean, he shoots a couple bucks a year. You know, he bounces all around, which, mm-hmm. by the way, he's killed two studs this year. Um, yeah. We should get him on for a deer camp series. Oh, already on it, buddy. Attaboy. Um, so he's, we're working later in the year. We'll, we'll get him on. But if you guys know Luke, you know, he's, guy's got some knowledge. Yeah. But we'll save that for when he gets on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I got this bow and it was just like I said, it felt just like home. And I knew that it's going to be a long this time. This is going to kill some deer. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to keep this one for a long time. You know, this will probably be the old Matthews that I give to my kid that yeah. he starts with because I'm going to hold on to it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just great shooting bow. I like how compact it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm a shorter guy, so it just it makes more sense. Yeah, um, especially that was, that in was a another tree. Thing I you don't got, want a wicked long bow. You don't want a competition bow in a tree. Yeah, I got wrapped up into uh, a buddy of mine swears you need a long axle to axle. You know, and I kind of fell... You know, a guy is a guy I respect and was like, oh, okay. You know, like I'd Makes always, sh- sense, I, I yeah. shot this old Matthews forever. Um, if I'm going to get a new bow, I was talking to a guy that, you know, I respect and he, oh, you need longer to axle axle, like nothing shorter than, you know, 34. Like you need, you need a big bow. And I'm like, oh, okay. I need a big bow. So I went, you know, I bought something that was like 35 and I hated it. Well mm-hmm. then like after, you know, the excitement of the new bow wears off and everything, I'm like, this isn't what I want. And you and, you did like that bow for the indoor shooting, like during oh, the winter was, league. You, I didn't realize I didn't like it until I brought it in a tree. Yeah. I was like in love with this bow shooting. Like I was yeah. shooting great with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even sell it. Like I, I wanted to keep it because I think for like ground hunting on for elk out west, I yeah. think like that's on my bucket list. You know, like five-year plan, I want to hunt elk with a bow. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to set that bow up to hunt out west because I, I just, I think it's just right. Yeah. It's a lot faster of a bow. Mm-hmm. Like I was comfortably shooting 90 to a hundred yards with that bow. Like, yeah, it's, it's a perfect bow for that. 
Yeah, but, but anyway, for getting close quarters when you're in a hemlock tree shooting yeah. a whitetail at 10 well, yards. Well, I was in a cluster the day I shot that doe. I had a cluster of four trees all around me that, like, in certain positions, I wouldn't be able to draw my bow back because it's so tight. Yeah. Like, I can't have this behemoth up in the tree with exactly. me. Exactly. I need something small. Um, but I guess what I was getting at with that story is the, the guy that was recommending this longer to axle to axle is over six foot mm-hmm. and I'm not, not even close. So <laughs> five, I'm like, solid five, eight. Yeah. I'm like, so, you know, I, I didn't take that into account when I, when he said it, I was like, oh yeah, like you need longer to axle to axle. I'm like, his draw length's probably four inches longer than me. Like mm-hmm. my knocking points are totally different. I don't need that. Yeah. And even with this new bow, like the way the riser is shaped, they claim it shoots fine like i never fall into the technology of new bows i just yeah. i never cared companies will say anything to yeah. make it sound like the next best thing or it's exactly yeah, what I you don't... need or it's better than this because of this and it all comes down to comfort with a bow yeah well, that's they... the number one thing when you're getting a new bow make sure it's comfortable well, for what you. i did is i went to the pro shop and i guess we probably could i could have talked about this when i got it but um i went to the pro shop and i said I want to I want to shoot every bow you have under 30 inches axle to axle. So I shot like four or five different bows. I shot Bear. I shot uh, Hoyt. I shot Matthews. I shot um, Prime. I think Mission maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I shot them all. I liked them all, but the Matthews felt like the old Matthews I had, mm-hmm. and I was just so comfortable with that bow. I shot it for so long, and even after a year with another bow, I couldn't lose that feeling of like every time I was up in a tree and stuff, I draw, I'm like, this ain't what I remember. You know, I just got so used to it. Um, and I shot this one. I was like, Oh, this, this feels like I remember. And Mm. now I'm like, I, I don't care. I didn't care about the technology behind like everybody's, Oh, it's got this, it's got that. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, it shoots great. That's all I care about. And now I can say it kills deer too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does kill Uh, deer. So I think that's, we'll close it out on that, that, yeah, we got to um, get out in the woods and stuff. Yeah, actually, yeah, we're going to be able to get out before five. Yeah. Um, so I guess to leave you with, um, don't get wrapped up into the new bows. They all kill deer. <laughs> um, shoot what makes you comfortable. And not for becoming famous on YouTube, because I will never be famous on YouTube. Um, film your hunts just for that reassurance. Uh, it was really cool to have that that reassurance when yeah, I shot. Yeah, just something so, to look back at and say, okay, this is what happened for yeah. sure and get other people's opinion. And what do you like, think just happened? I didn't put that video on YouTube or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I have it on my phone and like anytime somebody like, before you shoot a buck or shoot something and you like, you show them the picture, now I can show them the shot. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool for me. I'm like, oh yeah, like here's the shot instead yeah. of like, oh, here's just one picture. Like, mm-hmm. here's how it walked in. Like, you can pretend like you were in the tree with me for a second. Yeah. And I, you know, just like we like to bring it to the table here, I'm going to bring you to the deer stand. That's bring kinda, you outside. Yeah, we're just, exactly. We're going to bring you outside. So I guess we should, we could switch it up tonight instead of get outside. You guys can be brought outside. <laughs>